And then hit the click, click, boom. What's going on, faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we're here to bring you guys more Midnight Madness. Madness. Or Midnight Madness at Midnight. I don't know what it's called anymore, guys. The formalities are up there on the screen. Now, Brian, I have to apologize to you as well as the faithful, because I'm not sure how many viewers we're going to get. I messed up on the time. I put 12 p.m. instead of 12 a.m. And so there's a lot of people who might not have got the notifications. I went back and tried to adjust it a couple minutes ago. Hopefully they make it in here and hopefully they fill this thing up with questions here. Um, how you doing tonight, B? What's going on with you, man? Good. It was uh, not too bad today as far as temperature wise and some of the some of the fire. The fire that's closest to me has settled down. So now we just have the big one wait, you know, further down south that we're worried about so but it looks like we got plenty of questions coming in here so that's good all right well that is that is very good because we don't have much to go over on twitter today uh i saw one post i didn't decide to take a screenshot or anything of it but uh Debo samuel said something along the lines of um i haven't missed playing football this much in a long time can't wait for training camp to start or for the season to start something along those lines uh what does that tell you what does that say um is this a, a comment that is just fodder or do you think that there's something behind this? No, I mean, I think it's just part of it's fodder, but I mean, I'm sure they, they're all ready to play. I mean, they've been think about going through OTAs and getting the rust knocked off after the time you spent away. And then you have this 40 day vacation basically where it's like, but a lot of the guys, I mean, we're seeing it in social media. They're not taking the time off, you know, they're out there, you know, either with other teammates or with other people in the league, um, or their trainers or whomever, but you, we've seen plenty of videos of them out there. They're still working it. You know, it may not be every day or whatever, but they're still out there staying con in condition or getting in, in better football shape. So, you know, I, I don't doubt, if, you know, at all that they're not, that, that, excuse me, I don't doubt that they're missing football, you know, because you get that little taste and then you got to step back away and then it's training camp, you know, so. All right. What? Give me one second here. I'm sorry. Give me one second. Hold on. Yeah, he's watching the uh fight so we will wait for mike to come back apparently the decision must have been bad <laughs> no it's a draw it's a, it draw. a draw okay, okay. i thought he should have lost so it's cool all right it's a draw um you know i like the comment from debo for um one main reason my last memory of debo on the field was, was him trying to play he did a play. He 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 twisted something or pulled something something tightened up. He went to the sideline. The next series, he went out there. He ran a play. He caught a pass, and he took off his helmet and threw it. I don't know if you remember that. That was the <clears throat> that was the last play we saw Debo last season. Right. So couple that with his comment. I think it means a little bit more. If this was like Ayuk or someone who finished a healthy season, healthy or playing or whatever. I would feel a little different, but this one, I think, I think it was deserved. I think uh, he really meant it. So I'm going to uh, say that that was a good look on him. Um, so that was the only thing I had on Twitter. I guess we can go ahead and get to the questions, right? Sure. You ready, you ready to do that? Yeah. You want me to roll through them or is it easier for you to do it or? Uh, I'm just going to put the banner up. Oh, sorry. I'll put the ticker up. You can, you can select them. It's easier for you when I'm on the phone. Okay. So uh, Mark sends us, uh, any plans to collab with Jason Aponte? Uh, anybody you guys are afraid of becoming the next Caden Smith or DJ Reed, someone that gets cut or who doesn't clear waivers only to, uh, to contribute with another team? And so um, I'll let Mike speak to the Jason uh, Aponte part. Uh, I do have a few players that I'm worried about um, just because I currently don't have them making my roster. Um, 
I'm trying to sneak boat. Well, hasty. I'm trying to sneak to the practice squad as far, you know, as I look at the running back room. And so I, I don't know if he's going to make it or not. So I, I do worry about him. And then between Jennings and Watkins, whichever one makes the squad, the other one I'm worried about. And then I also have a veteran because I don't have Hurst making it. I was hoping to be able to squeeze him into a veteran spot on the practice squad. Um, and I have a feeling if we if we release him, he's going to get picked up by somebody else. All right. That's, that's pretty good. I, I like those answers. Uh, I have reached out to Jason on Twitter and I haven't gotten a single response yet. Um, so I wouldn't mind having him on, but I don't I'm not sure if there's much interest uh, from him, like literally no response at all. And he's still tweeting. So I, I don't know. He's one of those guys that tweets uh, like, you know, like what he was thinking about having for breakfast. So he's always on there. Uh, right. So I don't know. I don't quite understand. But uh, if he's not interested in doing it, that is fine, too. You know, no hard feelings at all. I always show love to my Jersey guys. Um, the other thing, as far as players that may be not on our squad and could go somewhere else and be effective, uh, I'm going to say no because of the guys that I like. So, for example, right, let's just use Kevin White as an example. I'll just stick with Kevin White. I have him making the roster, and if he doesn't, cool. Uh, but if he goes somewhere and he's successful, I want those guys to be successful. You know what I mean? Caden Smith was a guy that I really, really liked. I, I had a lot of love for him. Um, I like Reed. I didn't think that we should have cut him. I thought that was foolish or, you know, tried to hide him, I should say. I thought that was silly. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, when those guys go somewhere and have success, as long as it's not with Seattle, Reed, then I'm, I'm usually okay with it. You know? but <laughs> well, he didn't have a choice in that. <laughs> right. Even if they have success, though, just hopefully it's not against us. And Reed, like, made us pay. Like, he came in here, got a sack. I think he had a turnover also. So he was, uh, he was like, you know, a big piece of that, that win for them. So uh, I just want to avoid things like that. Let them go somewhere else and be successful. That's great. Uh, but don't do it against the Niners. That's all. So the next comment here is from uh, DJ Malone. And it's uh, 9 a.m. Yeah, what the F. Uh, LOL, uh, what's your go-to summer dessert? Do you guys know of know what an angry dragon is? This guy's going to be all kinds. Of, I'm sure I don't want to know whatever that is. Uh, LOL, uh, shotgun, short range, assault rifle, mid range, or sniper, long range, and then chocolate or vanilla. Um, so I don't really have a go to dessert in the summertime. You know, if if there's a if I if there's a fruit bowl like uh, cantaloupe and watermelon and those kind of things, that I always like the that that better. It seems more refreshing to me than dessert. You know. Um, and not that I'm opposed to, you know, having a pie or cookies or something else, but you know, during the summer, I like the stuff that's uh, full of water, I guess, or whatever, moist. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that. Um, it's uh, I like cool fruit. Uh, I don't like cantaloupe or honeydew or melon, but I like watermelon, grapes, you know, things like that. Those those are my go-to's. Thank you. So those those are my uh, things in the summertime. And now here's the weird thing: I have sensitive teeth. So I like them cold, but I can't eat them cold. Like not too many. I got to like eat them very slowly. You know what I mean? Can't touch my front teeth. So it's annoying, but it's very refreshing. So that's my go-to there. Uh, I'll, I'll into the next one. Uh, I do know what an angry dragon is. That was what was attacking my screen last night during the show. Uh, that's my answer for that. Uh, what about you, Brian? Oh, did you? Uh, did you, you got to the angry dragon. <laughs> Uh, did you answer the shotgun or assault rifle or sniper? No, I did not answer that. All right. I'm going to go. I, I'm a rifle guy. I love rifles. Um, I just like, I feel like I'm in more control with a rifle. You know what I mean? Um, I've never shot a sniper rifle. I don't, I mean, I have a, um, 
I have a 30-30. That's one that you I, you I don't get to shoot it in a lot of ranges because a lot of rangers don't have the um, the long-distance shooting available, a gun that can shoot for a mile long. They don't let you shoot it in there. I've taken it to one or two where I can, uh, but it's so powerful, like the kickback on that thing while you have it on your shoulder. It's like a shotgun. Like it'll almost dislocate your shoulder if you're not braced and prepared for it. So I do have one of those also, but I, I, I like the mid-range rifles. The assault rifles are my you preference. You can't see the uh, private chat, can you? The what? Our, our private chat. You can't see that on your phone, right? Okay. I can. I can see it. Uh, and then as far as chocolate or vanilla, eh, I, I guess I'll go with milk chocolate. Not all chocolates, just just regular uh, milk chocolate. That would be the one for me. So what about you, Brian? Um, it depends. If it's ice cream, I'm going to go with vanilla. If it's like a shake, then I like to do like a half and half, actually. <laughs> okay, I see what's happening here. This, this is all right. Malone is Malone is trying to start trouble over here. Okay, no, we can't. <laughs> cannot talk about that on the on the screen. This is, like I said, it's what hit the screen last night. Okay, that's what I said. I'm sticking to it. All right. Uh, here, here's the next question here from Malone. It says Mike, do you remember the '90s Spider-Man cartoon? Uh, I do. Um, wasn't the coolest thing. I I never really liked Spider-Man. I just thought the web was kind of corny. I didn't know that he was stronger than normal people. It took a lot of shows for me to realize that. And I think the movies kind of helped out with that also. Right. Uh, but, so once I realized, I'm like, okay, he can climb wall and shoot webs. Like, it's pretty corny. Like, I, I didn't like it. But his agility and all that stuff, you kind of learn more about it from the movies than you did the cartoons. Uh, Brian, do you remember St. Elsewhere? I do not. I don't even know. Yeah, no. Do you guys have a favorite James Bond film? Uh, 007? Is that is that the name of it, or is that like, or was that one of them? That was the one movie. Well, they're all 007, but it like the something to kill and especially uh, Octopussy or whatever the other one you know, from way back. In License the day. to Kill. That's the one. License, License to Kill. kill. Yeah. Uh, my favorite salad dressing is uh, Italian. And do you guys toss or mix your salads? What do you do? I think he's trying to be funny here. Be careful, Brian. I think he's trying to be funny here too, but I actually hand mix my salad uh, or I put it in the salad spinner after, you know, I wash it off or whatever. And as far as uh, my salad dressing, I, I, a lot of times I'll eat salad without dressing. Um, but if I do have dressing, it'll be a Caesar, Caesar dressing. Caesar is good. I, I pretty much anything vinegar based. Like uh, I like the vinaigrettes or sometimes I'll just get vinegar. I have a, a bottle of uh, red vinegar or even the white vinegar and just spray it on there. And as far as mixing it, I like to cut up all, I put the lettuce in first. I cut up my tomatoes and my carrots and my cucumbers and uh, put the lid on with a little bit of dressing and then shake it up. Uh, so I, I like that. I like it that way. So Vernus sends us, uh, are there any superstitions that you have that uh, you have to do before game day? And what is your favorite position to watch on the football field? <laughs> Mike looks so, like you're afraid where that was gonna go, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I get I get wings. That's my superstition for game days. Um, I have to have on. I have to. Ha I have to have wings. Um, and every year, I figure out different footwear. This is stuff that people don't normally know. I, that's one superstition I've been told people. Uh, if we win a game and I'm wearing a certain pair of shoes or socks, I'll stick with those socks 
all year long uh, for the game. So, but we have to go on a win streak first. Obviously, if I do it two games in a row and we win one and lose one, then they're not that lucky. So, I do it for streaks. Um, and then my favorite position to watch on the football field. Um, it's really weird. I on offense, I like watching the guards. I think they tell you more about the play than uh, tackles do. And on defense, uh, I like watching the uh, middle linebacker, the inside linebacker. I feel like uh, just looking at them communicate throughout the field uh, and and just the way they're field generals. I really like. I really enjoy. It. Great. Um, I don't have any superstitions. I get up and uh, you know start the ten o'clock. Well, on the Pacific on the <clears throat> on the West Coast, you know it's a ten o'clock game to start off with, unless it's something that came out of England and I'm watching it at ridiculous hours in the morning. But um, and then as far as uh, position to watch on the field, um, I think for me, I mean the one thing that I just super I love one of the reasons I love football is just because of the violence that comes with it. I mean, it's you know it's like gladiator, man on you know one big guy versus another big guy at certain positions. But I love watching the defensive ends tear up a quarterback. So, but unfortunately, you're just stuck with the uh, you know uh, wherever the cameras are at. You know, unless you're at the game. So when I'm at the game. You know, I'm definitely watching the defensive ends. Uh, um, I do like watching running backs try to find, you know, what hole they're going to take or, you know, where they're going to do a jump cut or stuff like that. So that's the exciting part. Um, I mean, because, you know, for me, wide receivers, they're, you know, out there and then you throw the ball. It's not not typically all that exciting from my standpoint. It's so weird to hear you say that you like football because of, like, the gladiator aspect, but you don't like boxing or MMA, right? Right, yeah, because yeah, they're. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to. You get can into explain it. later. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. No, it's cool. I mean, it's just, like the fight, like because I wrestled in high school and there was only so like after a while it's just like what what's the point of this you know and I did you know I just I kind of lost interest you know and I didn't I wasn't a brawler I was a peacekeeper in high school so it wasn't like I was getting in a bunch of fights so I didn't get that appeal. Um, of, of the fight on it. You know, I, I would rather look at the, the logical side of it. Let's talk this out than beat each other up. But um, for boxing, I mean, the, the process and the, the knowledge that it takes in there and the techniques, those kind of things, martial arts, same thing. You know, I respect all of that work those guys put in there and the training they put in and the ability to do those things. It's just not entertaining to me. And he says, why do you think there's domestic violence mostly in NFL? Uh, other sports don't really hear anything about it. And I actually have a really good answer for you. It's been, it might surprise you. But, uh, Brian, I want to know what your answer is. I don't want to steal your answer. I didn't have an answer. When I when I read that, I was like, uh, I'm not sure why it's more you know, predominant in the NFL, or at least in the media for the NFL. Maybe, you know, maybe our the people who in the sports world that cover NFL more so – are more apt to talk about it, I guess, or maybe the agents for the basketball players are just better at keeping stuff on the down low. I don't know. <laughs> so what it, what it comes down to in all honesty is uh, percentages. So it actually doesn't happen more in football. You hear about it more because the rosters are so much larger. So you, the odds of you hearing about it are going to be that way. Same thing with crime, right? Uh, people think that violent crimes and stuff like that happen more with football players and other teams. But you have to remember the size of the rosters. You have to remember the size of the coaching staffs and all that. So each building has over 100 employees in it, as opposed to a basketball team where it might have 25 total with coaches and players. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Strength and conditioning staffs and all that stuff. So based on the percentages, it's it's not more here. You just hear about it more, and then we tend to focus on it more because that's usually the sport that we're more passionate about. But it happens in other sports uh, at a higher percentage than it does right. in basketball. Well, so I, I mean, I like, that, what about we don't really hear a whole lot of it from baseball or hockey? You know, I mean, not a lot. I mean, you hear of it, but nowhere near what what you hear with football. I just assume I hear more about it from football because I don't really follow other sports. So I am not, I wasn't privy to the fact that you don't really see it from other places, but I guess if I was to be honest with myself and look back, you know, obviously if you follow Schefter, you're going to get everything from all sports. Um, and you know, it's predominantly the NFL now that I'm thinking about it. So I just, I hadn't really thought about it before. Yeah. And then also the, the media also likes to vilify football players because they, they look at it as a rough and physical it's the only sport that's physical like that other than you know like combat sports like you know boxing and mma and stuff like that so when you hear about it there it's really really bad but those guys hands are legalized weapons so they do everything they can to keep that on the low and those combat sports when it happens there uh and the nfl they're not legal weapons you know what i mean and stuff like that so it's it's, it's a little bit different uh, with the NFL. And so it's like, oh, these guys, maybe it's a roid rage and all that stuff. You know, you hear all the, all kinds of crazy stuff when it happens with the NFL. So that's why. Right. Good. Here's another one from DJ Malone. Should uh, we be concerned that Kyle may be trying or may try to bring in Kirk Cousins? The Vikings draft a QB because Kyle loves him so very much, and he he's his brand of QB. Minnesota looks like they'll move off of him. I don't foresee them like I'm not sure what Vi I'd have to go back and look at the Vikings roster because I don't even know what QB they drafted and it definitely wasn't any of the prime quarterbacks so I don't think that he would displace Cousins um, at least like I said I'll have to go back and look at it. Uh, I don't think we have to worry about that at all. Um, I don't we we gave up a lot to get the quarterback that's here. I don't yeah. think he's going anywhere. Um, and I'll also be honest with you, Kyle trading up to get the quarterback that he did tells me that I think he realizes that style quarterback is kind of going to cause him to fall behind the NFL. And so I think those days of that that kind of guy are over for the Shanahan system. Uh, are, sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just making sure I don't lose comments. So are you were you finished with that one? Okay, so Vernon sends us, uh, what is your favorite piece of 49ers memorabilia that you have? I have a tie. Uh, I'm not a person who goes out and gets a lot of autographs or anything like that, but I have a uh, Jerry Rice autograph football, and I have a Frank Gore autograph picture. Uh, I like those a lot. Uh, the football probably means a little bit more to me because it was an unexpected gift from my cousin who knows Jerry Rice. Uh, and she she found out I was a 49ers fan. And as soon as she found out, she was like, oh, I got something coming in the mail for you. Because she's a, when I say my cousin, she's my mom's first cousin. So she's like a distant cousin for me. She's, you know, a generation above me and everything like that. Uh, and she lives in Carolina. It was just completely unexpected. And she she made a call for me and at some kind of brunch or something that she was having that he attended. And she was like, listen, I got a cousin who's a big fan. She sent me that an autographed picture uh and there was one other thing that she damn i should remember what the other thing was but she she went out of her way to do that for me uh was really good uh, and the reason i had that above the frank gore thing is because frank gore was at uh one of the convention centers that you just pay to get whatever so it was a little less special a little right. less sentimental value to it i still i still value it, i still cherish it but it's 
it was something that anybody could have just ordered through the mail. So, so I'll go. Uh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to move that. Um, I've got a couple of different things that I like, um, but I'm not a huge collector of stuff. So I, I've got a jersey that NBN sent me, a personalized jersey from NBN, which I really like. Um, Miss Debbie's hooked me up with a bottle of a wine that's got uh, been etched with the stuff on there. I love that. And uh, I have a Sourdough Sam statue that's like, you know, 11 inches tall or something like that. The newer version of, of Sourdough Sam. And uh, I, I dig that. It's it, I have it all on top of my dresser. It's all together kind of in a display setup sort of way. So that's pretty much it for me. So I'm going to I'm going to let you answer this, Mike, because you're going to have more knowledge about the basketball players than I do. But so Link sends us sup guys from from the NBN crew. Can you got, can you say who represents the five members of the Monstars in Space Jam? Pound is Barkley. Bang is Ewing. Bupkis is L. Johnson. Uh, Blanco is Bradley and not is Muggsy. You're on mute. Can you hear me? I can now. Oh, it was weird. I took it. So he answered the question here. No, he wants to know I which of us is each of those people. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it. All right. Well, I'm just gonna take Bupkis because uh, Larry Johnson is one of my favorite basketball players ever. I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. Um, shout out to Muggsy Bogues. Also, he was a short guy with a quick handle. So I'm gonna give that to I'm gonna give that to Breezy. Uh, he had he like could dribble the ball really fast. He was a little speedy guy. Um, he's very short. Very. I think Muggsy Bogues was what like five nine or something like that in the in, in the NBA. Um, uh, Patrick Ewing is a center. Oh man, I probably should have thought this through. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Tony uh, Charles Barkley, the physical guy in there. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to make. Um, I think I'm gonna have to make Brian Patrick Ewing, and <laughs> that leaves uh, a little bit of height discrepancy there, but that's cool. Blank. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. One, two, three, four. So the next I guess that leaves no. Yes, yes, Bradley. Yeah, that's you. Sorry, that's the tall, goofy white dude too. Sorry, I don't. So that's Nick, or am? No, I get. Did I? Get, I all right. So Barkley is Tony. Yep. Uh, Bang is Patrick Ewing. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that to Nick. Okay. Bupkis is me. Yep. You're Blanco. Sure. And then Wayne will be Muggsy Bowles. Fair enough. <laughs> so Ice Nighter sends us, who do you think will lead the 49ers in receptions? And what's your score prediction for week one? And just because Don Burr just happens to not be in here tonight, apparently, for whatever reason, um, I'm going to steal his score and then amp it up a little bit and say it's going to be 38 to 17 49ers. I think the person's going to lead us in receptions this year. Oh, I didn't answer that one. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough because it's even tough to do the score prediction. I need to know who our quarterback is going to be. I know that sounds crazy, right? But um, I think if Jimmy's the quarterback for the majority of the – or all of the year, majority of the year, then I think the leading receiver will be um, – it'll be Debo. 
Otherwise, I think it'll be someone like uh, Kittle. If if the young guy gets in, in there, he'll learn to lean on his tight end. It'll be Kittle. And a score prediction, again, I, I really need to see what we look like in preseason. But I'm going to give the Niners a win, and I'll say uh, 31-16. 31-16. And so I had Ayuk as my my guy that was going to be big there. I messed up. Don Burr is in here, so that was my bad. Still, prediction is wrong though. Don, sorry. We consistently. I'm I'm still impressed by the fact that we have consistently a Rams fan and a Lions fan in here. I I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate that you guys are in here and fire up our group chat saying the same shit every night. They say it every time, and it gets them just as fired up. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Walter asks us, what is the what was the first job that you guys had growing up? And so my first paid job, because I did a lot of agricultural type stuff where I didn't get paid jack for that, or you know, it is what it is as a young guy getting uh, but the first legitimate job I worked at and belonged to a union and everything was in a cannery and I was canning. Uh, I ran the, the corn line, and that's why I can't do corn or beets because beets was behind me. But uh, and then I ended up working in the freezer where they, you know, you did the you basically had a big box and uh, you put a big old bag in that, and then you opened up this this um, the hopper door and you'd load it with uh, 2,000 pounds of corn, and then you'd do that all night long. So, yeah, I can't stand the smell of corn, I can't nothing, but yeah, so that was my first job. I, I feel bad. The corn really ruined you. I'm sorry for that. My first job was at a fast food restaurant. Interesting story about that. Uh, I forged my working papers. So everybody was getting jobs. I forget how old you had to be in New Jersey to do it. Um, and so I went to school. I got the working papers. I made a copy of whatever it was I needed to do it and changed the year of my birth because I graduated young. I graduated 17. Uh, I was 16 turning 17 my senior year, where most people were 17 turning 18 their senior year. So while everybody was getting their first jobs, I was behind. And in my house, I had to work. It wasn't an option. I actually got two jobs the same year uh, by using the same paperwork. But um, it was at a bootleg uh, McDonald's. It was a fast food restaurant. Uh, and they specialized in potatoes. So fries, baked potatoes and stuff. They had turkey burgers, veggie burgers and wraps and all kinds of stuff. It was a pretty big menu, believe it or not. Uh, and it was it was really good. It was actually really, really good. Nice. So Mariah asks us, uh, if the 49ers didn't exist, who is your favorite NFL or who is your NFL team? Go, Mike. <laughs> uh, it would be the Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I think I gave the answer the other day, and even though it's the they're they're not our uh, they're a divisional rival, uh, just because of my location uh, growing up, Seattle was my second team uh, that I paid attention to. Uh, so that would have probably been my first if the 49ers were not didn't exist. As much as I hate to admit that, <laughs> Jello, Jello, Jello. Um, what player on the current roster do you feel has reached their ceiling and what player do you think has the most untapped potential? I will go first here. I think the player on this roster that has reached their ceiling is George Kittle. I'm just not sure how much better he can get anything he does. And that's not a knock. So please don't take that the wrong way. I think he has reached his ceiling uh, and the most untapped potential 
is a very interesting one. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going I'm to go with Jimmy Ward from Misutilization. I'm going to go with Jimmy Ward. Sure. Yeah. So I'll uh, say that uh, what we saw in 19 was probably the ceiling for Jimmy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's probably why we're looking to move past from him, move on from him, excuse me. And untapped, you know, this is another one for Mike. Uh, I'm an, not untapped because we saw a little bit of it last year. And I just don't think he's had the ability to be put in that position. And so Dante Johnson is going to be my unsung hero for this year. I'm going to, I'm going to stay pounding the table for this guy until he's not on the team anymore, just because, uh, you know, he showed some versatility at the end of the year. And I'd like to see some more of that. I think, uh, you know, uh, here, to me, that versatility is more important than what Mosley brings. So if he can beat Mosley out, then Mosley's going to be hurting for, you know, trying to stay on this roster, even though we yeah. paid him a good chunk of money. He, he's, a, he's a good special teams guy. I will tell you that. Mosley is good on special teams. He's solid there. Uh, this next question, I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm going to say raccoon because I hate possums. So, <laughs> which one would you rather eat? Now, is there a difference between possum and opossum? It's just, it's just the O is silent. No, but come on. Is, are you sure that there's no difference? Yes. It's, I'm one, not sure. it's one animal. The O is silent. <laughs> it's, so wait, is possum always spelled with an O? Yes, always. No, Lester's Possum Park on Goofy Movie was spelled with an O. It was a goofy movie. Come on, man. <laughs> if you're going to be like, this is my, this is my, my Grant Cone. Like this is my reputable source. Goofy movie. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more. And then we're going to get out of here, man. Sure. Uh, I want it to be one that we can both do. So we'll do two more. Uh, Mike, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, what cigar are you going to smoke? I will be going back to the cigar parlor and getting that 80 or $90. Uh, what is it? That's what is it? What's the one that he has in the lock box with the serial numbers? I bought one for Sean because he got married. Marked on it. Uh, yeah, the Padron. It's like a it's like an eighty or ninety dollar cigar. I will go and get one of those if the Niners win. The Niners win the Super Bowl. Not if when we win the Super Bowl. So, so that's what I need to send you is some Padrones. Oh, don't send some of those. That's like a box. Don't send some of those. Box of them? No, God. If you if you. Man, what? That was, like I said, 90 bucks for one. They, 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 there's a certificate. Like Each one has its own number and everything. It's in a lockbox. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big. I took pictures of the box. I was so impressed. All right. But uh, let's see. Here we go. This is the last one here. Uh, Callie Young says, do you guys think Kinlaw will make that year two jump in his production? I think he's the X factor on our defensive line. This is a good question, Callie. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I've been saying this basically all off season that I think that, you know, the fact that he didn't have a pre, uh, a training camp and, and all those in the OTAs and everything to kind of get him going, he was kind of just thrown into the fire, thrown into the fire, if you will. Um, I think that's going to like having this off season is going to do him so much good. I mean, he, obviously you can see there's plenty of videos out there, you know, that don't include him eating squirrels where he's actually working out. Um, this man's a beast. And he's going to, like him, him and Bosa next to each other. And, you know, whomever they decide to put on the other side with DJ, you know, whoever, or Armstead, if they bump him inside, whoever the defensive end, if it's Sosa or Ford, um, that, that line's going to be ridiculous. But Kinlaw is just a monster. I cannot wait to see what happens for him. Yeah, absolutely. A ton of, uh, that, that year two jump, it might look like a year three jump to us because of everything that you said. 
Uh, but I want to focus on two things in particular. Kyle specified he had rookies that played on defense that came in to camp and then they kind of got thrown right in. No preseason, just had to play. There was no time to improve those guys. Uh, so he said, you know, the, the reason why OTAs is important is because they come in, we can say, all right, work on X, Y, or Z, and then you can go to training camp and then preseason and all that stuff and hone those skills where we didn't have that last year. Um, and so what I like about what you said also was the fact that he's going to be playing next to uh, – was that he's going to be playing next to Bosa. We didn't get to see that. We saw that for, what, a game and a quarter? a game in two plays, something like that. It wasn't a lot at all. So um, that's definitely going to be what it is. Um, he's going to take a huge, huge step forward. Absolutely. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us here, man. Um, I saw my guy, uh, I saw my guy um, Smitty in here yep. saying that he wants to join. So maybe uh, there he is right there, the fantasy football show. Uh, Smitty, man, we'll get you on one of the regular shows. These shows, we kind of just do a quick 30 minutes, but we'll absolutely get you on a, the, our next regular show if you're interested, man. Love getting the opinion. Smitty is an undercover 49ers fan, uh, but he's a Cardinals fan. He knows more about the 49ers than he does the Cardinals, and he's constantly showing his support. You guys, make sure you go give him a follow on Instagram. He breaks down all the fantasy stuff that you want to do, and he's pretty damn good at it, too. So make sure you guys go check him out. That's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Brian. Take us home. Mahalo and aloha. There it is.